0: Kind of like Ryan's employer back in the yeah I don't know, late nineties.
1: First USA, yeah. Just stop showing up. <laughs> it was great. Keep getting that money. How long money. did you get paid?
2: It was like three or four months. <laughs> Make bureaucracy work for you.
0: Hello friends, welcome to the Autopod Decepticast, your bi-weekly podcast that delivers an episode-by-episode breakdown of the original G1 series. This is episode number 194. We're going to be covering Transformers episode 80, titled Ghost in the Machine. Machine, machine, machine. Intro. We don't need no stinking intro. How was your Christmas, guys? What did you do? What did you get? What did you get others? Um good
2: christmas busy christmas i i'm getting to that point where i just don't want to look at food anymore um and i'm ready to take all my christmas decorations down still went well
0: what did i get
2: i got some books i got this cool vest that i'm wearing right now it is cool yeah
0: the howler bros howler bros they do great designs i've got several of their t-shirts of course you do you hipster fuck <laughs> I do love AOC speeches. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. How yeah. about you, Ryan?
1: Um, I have, thankfully, like just one. I haven't even been to the family Christmas this year. It's uh, January 7th at my dad's house, and we're doing it all at once, which is great. So I have had a great Christmas because I've had to go nowhere and it's yeah. just been Westing myself. That's cool. And um, we're recording this on. Boxing day, the day after Christmas. Yep. Uh, well, so last night, West and I had Christmas dinner. I made a chicken ballotine, which is a version of a turkey ballotine, a Julia Child recipe where you debone a bird and then stuff it with uh, pork and beef and uh, then wrap it up like a sausage. And she just, you can, you can cut, it's a really nice presentation. It looks incredible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty photos. cool. And I uh, made some twice-baked potatoes Some you know... Uh, We had a pickle tray and some salad. It was nice. We just didn't go anywhere. Did you test out that Metroid game I got you yet? Yeah, it works. Okay, good.
0: (laughs) Ryan is going to conquer the planet of Thebes Thebes or something. Is that what it is? Uh, uh, We did our thing where uh, over the last three years, we've gone to a different remote cabin, me, the wife, the kids as well as her sister sister's fiance and their kids and yeah we, we, had, we were there late because the weather was an impediment yeah. we were it's, about an hour down bad. the road and we did not beat the storm and so we had to turn around it was white knuckling it was it was really really treacherous so we came home everybody just holed up at my house until the next day we felt brave enough to try again and we got there mm, made nice. it happen yeah, it was pretty nice. Caleb, I have a gift for you that you I did do? not give you last time. Oh, look. Okay. <laughs> oh, look. There it is behind <laughs> me. I'm right. staring at it, it for an hour. Time for me to open it? Uh, yeah, I, we were talking earlier. I feel like I'm really hoping this is something you don't have already. I feel You, were, like
2: you keep saying, though. I'm cur- I am I feel like it's a thing you probably you have to already have. You would have to if I didn't already have it. So let's find out.
0: It's a gun. <laughs> He's looking at it with curiosity so maybe it's not i do not have this miller and max with.
2: george miller the making of a film legend it's about george miller making his first film mad max yeah that's cool I i'm do glad not, you don't have it. i don't have this never no i'm not aware necessary.
0: of it so this is all it's about kind him of a making... biography you know you guys always talk about the oh the books about the making of different movies, movies. yeah and uh, so this is a little bit about oh. that and it's kind of the parallels between george miller himself and the character of max and no. just stories oh, very about cool. working behind the scenes with you know the crew and the creators and mel gibson and all that stuff
2: awesome no i'm gonna enjoy this very much i wasn't even i wasn't aware and i believe of this it's sanctioned
0: by i mean he's on the cover i think that you know it's an original picture yeah. for the cover seems so to be
2: yeah and there's some cool images of him on the sets of mad max and road warrior badass thank you so much I am going to thoroughly Ooh. enjoy this. You right. did well,
0: Aaron. Thanks. Good. I did it. Awesome. Fucking cool. It felt like, some, I think it came out like five or six years ago and I was like,
2: there's I just wasn't a aware he, of it. No. Have it. All right, good. I'm just going to start reading it right now. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Let me know if there's anything I need to talk about.
0: No problem. Ryan. Yep. Here's the funny thing. Okay. Why don't you hook our heads up to planet alcohol? That's what I said in the episode we just <laughs> recorded. That's going to come out next time. And it makes a lot more sense for this episode than it does for the next one. It makes some sense for the next one, I guess. Yeah. Web World. Yeah, yeah. A, that is about but, a planet. But it makes more sense in this episode. Uh, gotcha. Oh, this is an apple juice related cocktail, Caleb. A little sneak Ooh, peek behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I know how you love apple juice.
2: <laughs> you love yeah, graham being... crackers, too.
1: <laughs> juice. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some weird
0: asmr <laughs> it's called preschool topics i didn't go to preschool
2: Kool- it wasn't privileged like you guys. kool-aid i went to Nixa christian preschool i would not call that a privileged place to go i'm sorry to yeah, fuck you man assume. i do remember my, i do remember like um i have a couple of memories of, the, of that place um there were other people uh, that you know that went there, such as like um, oh. Boog Wolf, Boog, Preschool Boog. <laughs> it was like Nixa Babies. Like the, <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember like the only two remember- memories I have, uh, well, three memories is Tommy hogging this one toy, this van toy that he, that he really liked. And I got a shitty one. <laughs> uh, one of me not being able to read. And looking at the signs and walking in on the girls' bathroom by mistake and carrying some was like get out of here. James in line for uh, like the snack time graham crackers mm-hmm. and stuff and he was he was having a hard time. He was crying for some reason.
1: He was having a hard time. I don't know why. Spilling a lot of tea on on, on of babies. <laughs> Next
2: babies. So we missed you there, Aaron. But you were still <laughs> in, you were probably still in Utah at the time, right?
0: I, I was, yeah.
2: Yeah, they don't have... Hanging ta-
0: out with the mountains and the Mormons. They don't have
2: daycare in Utah.
0: No, they just... Have, like, the kids take care <laughs> of the other kids. Yeah, that's right. While the adults make more kids. Yes, yes. And, Ryan, were you at the same preschool Caleb was?
1: No, I was at a preschool, I think, in Springfield. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was some kind of daycare. It was pretty cool. I remember playing with Star Wars toys. Oh, we didn't have that shit. And I remember a kid somehow managing to cut himself on safety scissors. yeah. Nobody's always Nixon went
0: there. No, no gossip about them. I don't remember. I feel anyone, like I remember no. you used to say Carrie. Uh, what's her name? Her dad was the shop teacher. Oh, uh, like I feel like I remember you telling uh, preschool stories about Carrie.
1: Like maybe I think I went to a several different ones. I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood. All right, this is interesting talk. What do we got? Who boy friends? We got a fun one here for you today. This was quite a process, and it's from our friend Josh who bought us this drink. And then some, because it was not difficult to make, but it was time-consuming and labor-intensive. This has been on the docket since June, uh, which is why, yeah, I started way back in May. I realized there's a lot here, but it was super fun to make, and our buddy was very excited for it, so I'm going to explain how I made this. Today we're having Applejack. Traditional Applejack. Now, I want everybody to take out their lesson books because we're going to talk about American history here with Professor Jett. Yes. And you can stay after class if you want to. <laughs> my least favorite class. <laughs> uh, I really had to kill my darlings here because I could go on for this subject for a long time. So basically, Applejack was popular during the colonial period in North America, especially New Jersey. In a nutshell, it's uh, fermented cider is put into barrels outside during the winter, and the water in the mixture freezes, but the alcohol doesn't. So what you do is you keep removing the ice, increasing the booze content, and that is where the pro- the process is called jacking, which is where we get applejack. It increases the alcohol content from around eight to ten percent to about twenty five to thirty percent. The downside is that you're not only condensing the good alcohol, but also the harmful substances like methanol, ester, <laughs> fusel oils. Which is why this is kind of a sipper and not a guzzler, unless you want the worst hangover of your life. Uh, I don't recommend more than one or two shots of it in a sitting. So, okay, how did I make it? You can use fresh apples, but it's a pain in the ass and it's expensive. Uh, you need like for thirty to forty pounds to get enough juice. So, Lord. um, I did, yeah, I did juice <laughs> a few pounds of apples and just added them to the to the main mash. But I made just use apple juice. So I use one gallon, three point eight liters of apple juice, the least processed and freshest you can find. You don't want any preservatives in it. I think any I use brand you'd recommend. Musselman's premium one hundred percent apple juice. Sponsor of the show. <laughs> the APDC at <laughs> Uh Three cups of dark brown sugar One teaspoon of distiller's yeast And one teaspoon of yeast nu- nutrient. Now, can you use bread yeast And leave out the nutrient? Yes you can But you may get less ABV And it may take longer to ferment Mix everything together Until it's oxygenated And the sugar is dissolved And then pour everything into a container With an airlock lid And put it somewhere Out of the way to ferment The airlock not only lets you know It's fermenting because it bubbles Uh, But it also keeps oxygen or anything else unwanted from getting into the brew. Um, And so then I ended up dividing the result in half, keeping one part as traditional and jacking it in the freezer in water bottles, pouring off and keeping the result until it wouldn't freeze anymore. And then I distilled the other half, which I ended up proofing down to about 35%. Um, So then I aged the distilled uh, booze for about six months on white American oak. And we're going to try both of these today.
0: Are you gonna tell us which is which I <laughs> am
1: uh, there are a lot of good tutorials on YouTube about how to make this and I'll put them on our webpage for this episode but in front of you here uh, on your left well not it, Caleb's but uh, no it is it is in um, the brandy in the, the brandy the, glass it, the darker one that is the traditional jacked method and it, it yeah. I've kept it in the in the fridge the one on the right is the one that I distilled and aged on oak would you also call that a sherry glass what did I call it brandy oh sure I meant sherry aha
0: Called out for your stupidity, All right, Ryan. So, uh, is there an order you
1: recommend? Uh, let's try the jacked one first.
0: All right, okay. I'm just gonna sip it, right?
1: Sure. I mean, this amount won't hurt you. Like,
2: ooh, I can definitely tell the the distil- distillation.
1: Well, this one isn't distilled.
2: What am I thinking of then?
1: I don't know apples. Well, oh, I know what
2: I'm tasting—the yolk.
1: What? I think the yolk's in that one. Oh, fuck. What are you? What? You, oh, the oak is yeah in the distilled. This is just because it's just the ferment that is just has been jacking frozen and alcohol okay, poured this off this thing has been jacked to completion. Okay,
2: so i it, i'm trying to think what this reminds me of because it reminds me of
1: um to almost me it tastes like just brown sugar and apple juice honestly like yeah it's it it's... doesn't
0: taste super strong no it doesn't it
1: probably it's is. about 25% huh. to...
2: it it reminds me almost of a port yeah, yeah, I that's that's that. where I'm going with it. Actually, that, I I, could,
1: so that's maybe where you're getting the yeah. uh, the barrel, but that's it, right. there is no barrel involved, even so, yeah,
2: yeah, it reminds me of a port.
0: Yeah, it's the
1: sweet, light. the sweetness.
0: And yeah. it, it's heavier than a wine for sure, but yep. it has wine-like properties.
1: Yeah, and you can also um, add mm-hmm. like apple juice concentrate or brown sugar to taste once mm-hmm. you get your ferment or your your ferment done and jacked, like to to bring it up to however you want it to taste. So.
0: How long did it take you to get to where it did not freeze again? Did you say?
1: Um, well, it took about a day every time I poured it off for it to freeze again. So you know, cut about a week, and I got as much of it out as I could. And then
0: you just discard the ice.
1: Yeah, you just and throw the put ice it back away. in because it just water again. Yeah,
0: I like it. I could see that this is a nice dessert mm-hmm. cocktail. I have a lot of it. So a late night, <laughs> a late night sipper. It doesn't taste processed, so good on the. Uh, on Musselman's, mm-hmm. fu- future sponsor.
1: <laughs> and um, And I guess the, they both had a combination of Musselman's and fresh apples. Everything, these are both from exactly the same ferment. It's just one is distilled and aged. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, Shall we go nope, to the next one? It's good. I mean, yeah. It's oh. got no, the finish is, it's clean. Oh,
1: yeah, it's very clean, very
2: smooth. All right. So the next one is the distilled
1: one? Yeah, this is about 35%. Maybe it'll taste more like a so port. about 70 proof. Technically, it's just an apple brandy.
0: Much less sweet, actually.
1: Yeah. It should. The pro, there's no real sugar because it was distilled out wow. and, and fermented out. So this is so interesting. This has more of
0: a calvados sort of uh, vibe going on here. Maybe this is similar to how that's that's weird made. Have you guys ever had calvados? It's been a while. It's basically an apple liquor. I had it in France. I saw it get made there at a, like a very old timey. It's an old, old drink. I mean, it's mm-hmm.
1: medieval ages old. Apple brandy was very, very popular in New Jersey especially, but also just in like early American times. Um, currently, Laird's, which was an original distillery, uh, is basically the only game in town, and it fell comp- like almost completely out of favor. Uh, whenever more popular current alcohols like rum and vodka and gin started becoming popular in, in America, it's kind of made a resurgence now. But like uh, for a long time, there was just apple brandy was not very popular in America. I'm tr- I'm
2: trying to think about how that would even taste without the oak, because the oak comes through so much in that, mm-hmm. and not much else, in my opinion. It I can um,
1: still taste the apples, but yeah, it's, I mean, it very is little. A whisk. it's basically a whiskey. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I was going to say, it almost, it's almost hitting me like a scotch. I just looked up Calvados production. The fruit is harvest, harvested, pressed into a juice that's fermented into a dry cider, then distilled, two or three years of aging in oak casks. So basically I'd made Calvados. <laughs> and then t- and it has to be two or three years to be sold as Calvados, so you've got a pre-Calvados blend yeah. going on here. It's aged about six <clears throat> months. The longer it's aged, the smoother the drink becomes. Um, interesting, but it is smooth as it is right now. I think with both of them are
2: very different from one another, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, one's much less sweeter, more boozy.
1: Mm-hmm. Both clean, fresh, not I'm, refreshing. I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm happy that uh, Josh uh, thought to ask us. It was one of the first bias of drinks we had, and it just took a, a long, long time and and production. You did today. it right. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Josh, Yeah, thanks for a buying lot. us a drink. And if you'd like to buy us a drink, uh, you can do that by going to uh, PayPal and sending us five doll hairs at PayPal, <laughs> PayPal.com, at APODCast on PayPal, and I'll put in the notes what you want me to drink, and we'll make it on the show.
2: I want to say that's the, that those are, so, are sophisticated drinks, but then in, when you hear her talk about it, it doesn't seem like it's – it's one of the oldest methods
1: of making boo- like booze, basically. I mean, jacking is very... It's interesting because it, w- it actually would have been a good time to make this uh, because it's been so fucking cold here.
0: This would be good warm as well. I don't well. know. You but don't the, think? The
1: sweeter. Maybe. I don't know either. I think they both could be good with a little heat. Give me some heat. Josh
0: is a cool, cool, interesting guy. We had he the opportunity is. to meet, and hang out with him. You guys a little more than me. Uh, he got TFCon. me hammered. Yeah,
2: yeah. He had a, He was <laughs> on Sunday. He was buying us drinks left and yeah. right. <laughs> it was great. It, great guy. Uh, he just recently uh, got cast in some kind of mm-hmm. play in uh, in New York, I believe. Yep, Long some Island.
1: sort of theater production. <laughs> well, you know, uh, he's I mean, pretending to be somebody on a big wooden platform yeah. for money, presumably. He
2: dresses up in a
1: costume. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, it's uh, yeah. If he, I don't think he's been out there acting in a while. In a while so yeah.
1: Well, he, COVID, yeah, killed a lot so of that shit. So he's
2: getting back in the swing of things, which is which is great. So. Um, Cheers to, to Josh for yeah. getting you, back Josh. into that. And thank you very much for um, the recommendation on Buy Us a Drink. You're going to play the
1: song? <laughs> Who,
2: me? Yeah. <laughs> Who, me? Well, I wasn't. Okay, uh, you don't have to. Well, I can, but I usually have to catch you guys off guard when I do That's it. That's
1: true. Well, you, d- you fucked it up. I know, I did. Let's see here. If you want to toast the podcast, then oh your credit don't i <laughs> Then
2: reach inside your wallet deep. now and buy us a drink. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird.
0: <laughs> All right, we have a shout-out, guys. Oh, Good. This will be positive. They all are, so I don't Mm -hmm. know why this would be any different. This comes to us from listener Fats Rimble and was published (laughs) on uh, December 14th, just in time for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Headline, Reflector Needs More Screen Time. Uh, His commentary, their commentary, is very fun to hear. Sometimes they are sidetracked by odd tangents. That's true. That's true. Uh, But usually they are very informative with script deviations and their own thoughts. Unfortunately, once they (laughs) get to the TV series, one of them comes off as quite pedantic. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm.
1: Caleb. Two stars. (laughs) Two stars. Two stars is weird. (laughs) Because like you mentioned, Aaron, most of it is positive. Yeah. Yeah, I take
0: issue. It's really a three-star review, right? It's like, let's start at five. Okay, we get sidetracked, that's one star demerit. Mm-hmm. Pedantic host, one star demerit. That yeah, I think that's three, fair. That's three stars. Yeah.
2: To me. That's that that's a that's a passing. This gray. is
0: a
1: review on a review.
0: And if I read between the lines a little bit, Fats seems to like all the upfront stuff, but once we get to the episode, yeah, that's, that's when they so tune weird. out. <laughs> well, because they Which hate is me. the opposite of uh of criticism. Yeah, but you're I don't think they too. hate I don't think they hate you, they're just criticizing my being... whole demeanor. Yeah. <laughs> And the the other criticism oh, I have okay. of this criticism is that I don't I don't I I challenge anyone in our audience ever even heard the word pedantic until Ryan started <laughs> using it on the show. So it's funny to me that Ryan broadened know. all of our vocabulary with a word that's now been thrust against him. Yeah. <laughs> Hoisted yeah. on my own. Fighting part. fire with fire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I I appreciate the review nonetheless. Sure. I do oh, yeah. I do wow. wish it was a 3 star. Well, well, shit, I of course I wish everything was a 5 star, but you know they can't all be. But um thanks for listening, thanks for yeah. listening, listening to the show. Yeah.
0: While I disagree with the assessment, I appreciate that you took the time to to give it to, to reach us. Out. Sure.
1: Yes. At least you didn't just leave 2 stars with no information. Yeah.
2: Expressing that's when people leave reviews with
0: uh, nothing. Yeah. I give your review 3 stars. How <laughs> to change a thing? <laughs> uh, let's take some time to thank our patrons. Of course, we've got Alpha Magnus, Debbie, Jeremy, Skeeter, Mister Sadler, the Mike Sidio Radio Mike Sideo Radio <laughs> Bono, Michael Trimblett, Fans Toys, Justin. We've also got Jonathan, Robinus Prime, Classic Daniel, uh, the Sophubiest of Samurais, Chandler, J. Soups, Maddie V, Nick the Toy Mad Dad, Ken B. DFB Greg Murray, Captain Alexis, Corey, James and Julia, Mr. Michael Ordway, Empire of Rust, Tim Dubbs, Jason from Cracktastic Plastic, Thomas, Iron Factory Justin, Triclops, Alex Simon, uh, the Emperor of the Deep, Squid King, New Daniel and Seven the Chronicler. Thank you for supporting the show. If you would like to support the show as well, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com/apoddcast. See the benefits, see the tier levels, and of course, you can now access the infamous APDC group chat on Discord where we talk about toys, con shit,
1: cocktails, and, and sometimes Transformers. Sometimes. Yeah, it's great. Actually, I got in a whole, like, dialogue retreat with Captain Alexis on, like, Christmas Eve or something. We we had to take it to a personal, like, <laughs> side chat, <laughs> chat because we DM. were just dominating the conversation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, I have found it to be a great place to, to do both. It's an easy way to connect. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's great. Talk to. And everybody gets to talk to each other more than anything. Yeah.
0: Like, I still don't quite know who... Ever, like I haven't connected all the dots between who is on screen and who they really are based on what we know. Who them, we know, their yeah. pa- Right, exactly. So there's some mysteries out there for me to untangle. I feel like we need an a, a Excel matrix that is like, okay, this person on Discord is this person on Patreon. We need all the handles. Yeah, exactly. We Just, just so we know who we're talking to. Last episode recap: Daniel's dreams were more than they seems, with Jack's giant, a witchy spell, and a yoga flame all coming to life to cause the Transformers' strife. So let's get our Ouija boards to reach out to the great beyond, the ghost in the machine. Written by Joey Curihara Piedra, Piedra, and Michael Charles Hill. Absolutely, Planet Char. Decepticons are marching around (laughs) when the ghost of Starscream just appears. We just jump into it. No No, build-up. I'm here, bitches. Cut to the chase.
1: (laughs) I do appreciate we get Starscream right away as opposed to the first episode where it's like halfway through before he shows up. It's a big build-up, yeah. Uh, He appears before Scourge and just possesses
0: Mm -hmm. him. Uh, Scourge ends up fi- firing on his fellow Decepticons. Uh, Galvatron orders his death, but Cyclonus... Is-
1: says destroy him. He's lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. Coming from Galvatron, yeah. that's,
0: uh, that's very uh, quaint. Tune in for next episode. The Cyclonus steps in. He's just malfunctioning. Scourge Scream, <laughs> as he will be known throughout the rest of this episode, continues to fire on Galvatron and his fellow warriors. Finally, settling on Scourge being a traitor, the Decepticons return fire on him, and Scourge transforms and takes off. Destination, Unicron, getting right into the storyline. Starscream wants a new body, and Unicron is the only one that can help.
1: Yeah. I'll say the Decepticon mental health care plan is rough. Like... He's lost his mind. Let's kill him. Uh now let's cut to our ad for better help. Which is a shame we don't have an ad campaign with them because this episode and next episode would be great for that. Yeah.
2: I reached out, I have not heard back, but you know, I just gave it a shot. I could try a little harder. I could call I could call in and be like, I have a problem. I really don't have enough <laughs> podcast.
1: Not that Star—I was kind of confused at this point, because not that Starscream has ever been the most cunning strategist, but I didn't understand why he attacked everyone as opposed to just fucking off. But then yeah, becomes, they didn't have to do that. It becomes clear that the reason he does that is so mm. Scourge is forced to help him.
0: That, yeah, that does make sense, because they actually spend quite a bit of time in this episode not physically entangled. Together, yeah. But Scourge knows he can't go anywhere because he's fucked. <sighs> Galvatron sends Cyclonus and the sweeps off to capture the deserter.
1: And of course, since this episode is animated by ACOM, Cybertron is back to looking like fucking garbage. It looks like the COVID <laughs> virus. Uh, Topical. effect. Yeah. I guess I should say the uh, coronavirus, not the COVID virus. Topical and pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> APDC
0: promise. Yeah. <laughs> Scourge heads to Cybertron. The people tracking him surmise that he is switching allegiances to join the Autobots. They must report this to Galvatron. Mm-hmm. So they go do that, I guess. Do that thing. <laughs> Scourge Scream approaches Unicron's head. They march towards Unicron's brain components, attach a couple wires, and he's awake. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been a while. Hi. Oh, come- so let's... Uh... I like this outlaw country Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you. Full, full it's some been a
2: long
0: time.
1: All right, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's make a deal. Yeah, who, who are you, Money
0: Hall? Star, Starscream <laughs> wants his body back. Unicron will do the deed if Starscream can complete these labors. Three. First, <laughs> grab the eyes of Metroplex so that Unicron may see again. I'd like to just get right out of the way that there's no way that those are big robots, trypticon who we'll come to later and Metroplex, but there's no way their eyes would be big enough for Unicron. I still think They're it's fucking with scale. I in still in like a treacherous way. I
2: still like the, the concept of all of this. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. like it. Uh, a solution. Well, it would be funny. <laughs> I mean, they, they are interesting if there are super tiny eyes and he's still like, <laughs> well, I just, so then he has scourge go and, craft him a giant pair of glasses
1: <laughs> <laughs> just I was, really thick ones that make yes. his eyeballs look extra no. big. yeah <laughs> I went to lens crafters yeah. <laughs> yeah it's become Herculean where we got three tasks we have to complete
2: mm-hmm I, I like it I like this episode
1: I like it too I like more than anything I mean we'll get to this at some point but also but like I just like the idea that Unicron is alive again
2: yeah yeah it's a callback to the movie, it, you know. It's kind of almost nostalgic in a weird way, uh, even at the time that I saw this for the first time. And in a in a weird way, I want to see Unicron succeed. I want to see him come back to life, even though I know it's the worst possible outcome. <laughs> I just want to see him do his thing again.
0: He apparently, the explosion that ripped through his whole body and head wasn't enough to take out his brain components. But oh. maybe I guess his head popped off. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't impacted by the surge of violent flames sure. that tore everything else apart. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. He's but he's alive I mean technically he's alive right now. Yeah. Right?
2: He's like, oh I'm a big floating head. <laughs> uh, somebody
1: scratched my nose. <laughs> somebody.
2: I need to sneeze.
1: We go to Earth. This this whole scene is fucking
0: strange. Skylinks drops off Cup and Spike at Metroplex. It's for an inspection. Yeah. Who are they?
1: Fucking USDA? The voice acting here is (laughs) weird. First off, Cup's line seems clipped, where he says, get this inspection over with, which I feel like should have been, let's get this inspection over with yeah (laughs) well and then we have more we'll get to here and is
0: spike certified for this kind of inspection sure what kind of training do they have to go
1: like spike certs of what his education
0: is. we don't know what he does he does everything he's an ambassador
1: right you Um, don't have to have any certification to do that
0: yeah but he's he's what's he doing participating in the inspection hanging out (laughs) just
1: hanging out with the family Having ourselves a party.
2: Is, is he have the inspection level of like those uh, spring break like t- bikini, t- bikini, bikini, bikini and <laughs> inspector? <laughs> Official beaver inspector. Yeah, is, that, is that
1: the kind of level we're dealing with here? I believe it's a good. There's a kids in the hall skit about being a beaver inspector. He's like, I don't know why everybody's wearing these shirts. It's really difficult. <laughs> uh, that's a Bruce McCullough bit, isn't it? I think so. I love. I lo- I miss the kids in the halls
0: like little. I don't Just know. One one the acts they would do. Yeah. yeah, those are great. What do we got? We got Warpath, Bumblebee, Power Glide, you know some real season two rejects going <laughs> on here. But
1: and also Blaster. I was happy to see Bumblebee. Yeah. He's a
0: season one non reject.
1: Then <laughs> So okay, then Cup tells Blaster that the latter is doing a good job, and Blaster's Mm -hmm. response says, "Thanks, Cup. We take our job seriously," which is supposed to be a joke. Because immediately he leans back and bumps into a console, and everyone starts laughing because it's blasting music, right? Right. Supposedly, I do not hear any music. It's not
0: mixed very well. There is music there, but it's uh, it's hard to get the joke.
1: Yeah, there's like I had. You can't hear it. You, I mean, if you want to hear it, I guess you can. You want to play it? Yeah, you can yeah. tell there's something there's going on. There. I got it. It just sounds like noise. Well, hey Blaster, that sure is some serious music. Probably scare away anybody trying to get into this place. But it just sounds It's hard like, to tell if it's not background. Music. Yeah, it, it oh, sounds. Yeah. I think it is just the yeah, back, background music. It does that,
0: not sound diogenic to the scene. Diogenic. That's a new one. God damn it! I hope that's used in. a... In
1: a f- <laughs> review against it, diagenic just means it's in the scene, and non diagenic would be background music. Okay, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, we see Blaster. He turns around and says, "Look out!" I guess presumably he sees the ghost of Starscream. This is a weird sequence.
1: I, the whole thing is fucking strange. Yeah, and then like Starscream what, is he explodes. In cup. <laughs> no, what He's in up? cup for a second, but then there's an
0: explosion.
1: Yeah, yeah which don't... is some about the and size I guess of it... a smoke bomb, and then it destroys Metroplex's security system. Right.
2: I don't understand that. that is Nothing's alt-
0: working. The entrances are wide open. B, Spike, they go to Metroplex's Brain Vault, Powerglide, Warpath, go find the Aerial Bots or something. Blaster, you chill here with me. I, I yeah, do think it's, it. I mean,
1: he'll literally say it in a second, but it is fun to see Spike and B together again.
0: Just like old times. Mm-hmm.
1: At least it's not fucking Daniel and Wheelie. Where are they? Who cares? <laughs>
0: Scourge and Starscream are inside what I believe is Metroplex's skull. They find Metroplex's eyes and set a charge. I didn't understand why they're setting charges all over the place either.
1: Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when Bumblebee and Spike here. Bumblebee with his fucking like dune buggy tires. Yeah. They
0: are very large. Uh, he's going off-roading later. Uh, just like old times, they spot Scourge Scream and just ram yeah, into him. Yeah, what the hell? I, I thought, did they not see him? Which causes Scourge to drop the eyeball they've just harvested. <laughs> which also doesn't make sense. So oh, he pounds his chest. Oh. So,
1: are you controlling him, Starscream? Didn't right. you drop it? Right. Yeah. Not
0: taking responsibility. Get the other eye. And don't drop it this time. So now so did
1: look, this Bumblebee on his side. Also what? not addressed. Bumblebee's on his side in the next room and he just transforms and <laughs> nothing nothing. Did they
2: see him? They were driving so fast that they didn't have time to like stop and they went ahead and went through the door.
0: I guess that's the insinuation that he just took uh-huh. a corner so hard that Whoa. he flipped. Yeah? It didn't seem to be that way when they entered the like door. Just like old times. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Metroplex's voice control room, and so they hit a button that makes Metroplex's voice work and warns everybody that there is Decepticons on premise. With his eye, oh. Scourge Scream grabs the other eye, and they take off. Metroplex transforms and has a giant sightless temper tantrum. This is horrifying. It yeah, is. It is. I can play it. I remember yeah, it's this. Really
2: grim. I remember this as a kid, and it was upsetting.
0: And I guess this is where they activate the timer on the charge, on the charge yeah. and it blows up inside Metroplex's
2: head.
0: Don't believe it. He shot me before
1: he gets, he gets shot. Saved. Yeah. Where are my eyes? And then a goddamn bomb goes off in his head. Yeah. That's rough, man. This is a bad Tuesday. Maybe he
0: shouldn't have transformed.
1: I don't know what that would have done. Had any difference. I mean, he just would
0: have been in city mode and not blasting everything all around him for no <laughs> oh, reason. Oh,
2: shit. Yeah.
1: And
0: then He's the bomb
2: goes explode. off in his head. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Bye. That, that's a rough, that right there is a rough scene.
1: Yeah, it it's pretty horrible.
0: We're back from commercial. Metroplex falls to the ground and goes back into city mode, which is where he just should have stayed anyway. Yeah. A bit later, he is repaired and back up and running. No problem. It's time to update Rodimus Prime. Maybe update him immediately. I don't know. I guess they had to get the radios working. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Everything's fine here, Rodimus. Okay. How are you? <laughs> How are you? <laughs>
0: Starscream and Cyclonus return to Char. They assume that since they broke one of Plexi's eyes, that a Trypticon eye will work just as well. Scourge bumps up to, into bumps up into Runamuck and Runabout, mm-hmm. who ask for security passes. They know that you know, Scourge is kind of a wanted man. Starscream possesses Runabout and fires on Runamuck. Scrunabout. Oh, God. ...then purposefully runs into a wall to knock him out... And Starscream and
1: Scourge enter Trypticon City. Well, we do get a thing where Starscream says passes, passes. I don't have to show you any stinking, stinking passes, passes, which uh, is an ancient reference, even at the time, paraphrasing the 1948 film, a Treasure of the Sierra Madre, which is also parodied in UHF. And parodied by me at the top of this episode. Was it?
0: I said we don't need no stinking intro. That's right. You don't pay attention to me. Nope. We we accuse each other of that all the time. Maybe that's why we got divorced. <laughs> Badgers. Um, and I apparently that line has been parodied in like dozens of movies and wrong actually. and wrong, and wrong.
1: Yeah, and, and incorrectly because right. it's usually uh, it, they usually say we don't need no stinking badges, but it's I don't have to show you any stinking badges.
0: Clean it up for popular consumption.
1: It's like uh, it's like whenever they everybody thinks he's Darth Vader says Luke, I'm your father. When he says, No, I'm your father. Here I you. am your father. Mandela. I, Luke. I am Nelson Mandela.
0: Remember my funeral in the nineties. <laughs>
1: Did he die in the 90s or something? No, that's was... what people remember. Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. Scourge and Starscream are, well, first of all, Runamuck set off an alarm. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Stor- Scourge and Starscream running through Trypticon to grab the eyes. Starscream possesses Astrotrain to haul the eyes back to Unicron. They're discovered by some cone heads and fired upon, but Scourge Scream Train managed <laughs> to get away.
1: Christ. This is getting good. <laughs> it's really
0: Star Tro Train because Scourge is not uh, possessed at that it's, point It's not a time. thruple possession. Right. Galvatron is calmly going over the details <laughs> of what has occurred with his team. I thought it was pretty funny, actually, the way I, that dialogue was written.
1: I do, too. I think um, that, th- th- I guess, Runamuck, Runabout, Durge, and Ramjet can consider this their quarterly review. <laughs> <laughs> With Galvatron. (laughs) Got lots of commercials. Mm -hmm. We're watching this on YouTube on Hasbro Pulse. Yeah,
0: he's going over the details of this team. He's up to speed and enraged (laughs) by the failure of the Coneheads and Battle Chargers.
1: Ah!
0: (laughs) We don't really get to see him, you know, beat him up or anything. No, but I think we, we get it. We go back to Cybertron. Now that Astrotrain has fulfilled Starscream's purpose, mm-hmm. Screamy is going to abandon Trainee to be, a, I guess, a decoy of some sort, which sets off the Autobot warning systems while Starscream goes off to complete uh, his task. <laughs> and all this pretty much works as the Autobots ponder why Scourge and the ghost of Starscream would want Metroplex's eyes. Zoot, zoot, zoot. Astrotrain comes into view. Protectobots are ordered to man the lasers and prepare to blow Shuttle Chug out of the sky. Then that is the point where Starscream jumps ship and mm-hmm. the space train
1: gets lit up. I do like whenever he does they they take they take possess the Autobots capture AstroTrain and Rodimus's questions are very funny. He says, uh, why did Galvatron have you attack Cybertron on your own? Are you stupid or just obedient? <laughs> <laughs> This is an interesting episode because
0: we have three sets of combiner teams represented, Mm -hmm. but only two of each combiner team is used. So don't expect any large gestalts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The eyes turn back. I do like that.
0: Starscream rejoins Scourge in Unicron's head. Unicron is happy with the new goggles despite their conflicting circuitry. It's time for task two. Unicron wants Trypticon, but we were just there. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have just brought him up, and no, well, they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know. Maybe it'd have be been nice if he could have like outlined the whole plan. Here's the whole beforehand. plan. Take uh, care of these the best way you
2: think. In
0: fact, they
1: could have skipped the whole Metroplex thing entirely and yeah. just brought him Trypticon. Well, you don't even. A... Uh, we'll get to it in a second, but they don't really even need Tryptocon himself.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just need a rocket pack that's strong well they're just what right?
1: wa- no he just wants his transformation cog
0: that's right that's true yes although he does also uh, work as an engine no. as well
2: now attach me to trypticon's head like, <laughs>
0: like I like, guess like, you're right he does push like... him Yeah. <laughs> cut off trypticon's hmm. head put him on trypticon now, it's just a giant uh, Funko I've always pop. wanted
2: to be a dinosaur.
0: <laughs> roar, roar. Roar, roar. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> the Autobots restrain Astrotrain, as Ryan said. Yeah, I got uh, ahead of it. He doesn't know what's going on around here, but we know that Unicron has his eyes back. Yeah, why didn't the Autobots just blow that fucking head up a long time
2: ago? That's what I said a few episodes ago. They just allow it to orbit. They don't even blow it up this time, they, right? They no. just allow it to orbit. Yeah, no problem.
0: <laughs> They're fucking stupid.
2: I,
1: I I've said. that I don't for know. Years. Uh, you know, it's a relic. It's like uh, you're a relic. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. Wow, out of nowhere, Is that three that? out of five stars. <laughs> no.
2: It's. They should have blown it up. But however, yes, it it makes for a cool thing. They probably. It's I mean, they did cool. probably
0: didn't realize there was any life left in it. Mm-hmm. To, but yeah. now they. I think they know after yeah. at least after this episode. Uh, but all of this made me think of this famous lyric: "Look out, Moon, America's gonna get you, gonna oh. blow the moon." It was nice <laughs> to, to have met you because you don't mess around with God's, God's America. America hey little monkey (laughs) don't Don't be be asking asking why (laughs) because you just don't mess (laughs) with american pride (laughs) shout out to bob odenkirk you can cross that off the bingo card mr show reference (laughs) uh autobot expedition to unicron's head you've got skylink springer magnus protectobots it's weird here, guys, but there's no Decepticons around.
1: But they do realize that Unicron's awake, or at least they know the yeah. circuitry's awake. And that he has eyes. Uh, and then Ultramagnus says, I have a bad feeling about this, which is, that supposed to be a Star Wars reference? Yes. I, I think maybe, I don't know, because they say that a bunch in A Bunch of Star Wars. Oh, shit. Scourge is
0: back and on the attack, blasting the Protectobots.
1: This is a chaotic episode.
0: The Tectobots escape into the Unicron skull, and then Skylinks just takes the fuck off. Yep, Bye. <laughs> He'll be back later, maybe. Uh, but Unicron is up to something. He releases an electroshock that dumps all the Autobots that were in his head into space, and
1: that is where we go to a commercial. All right. Speaking of commercial breaks, Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. We're back with Manscaped. The New Year's Eve ball has dropped. That doesn't I mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. That's some good stuff right there. <laughs> um, you can get our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use APDC for 20% off plus free shipping. Awesome. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you get the signature Lawnmower 4.0 Advanced Skin Safe Technology, which reduces cuts and nicks to your delicate parts. We all have one, and we all use it pretty much. I mean, I use it all over my body. Honestly. at first i
0: thought you said we all have delicate parts we all
1: have well we do yes true. i don't know i don't want to speak for you oh, but
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I do caleb's nuts are made of
1: steel um but yeah and then you get uh the crop preserver and crop reviver which are nice smelling things they're not overly yeah. perfumey um to take care of yourself in 2023 if you really want to make 2023 the year to remember make sure to try out manscapes wet good as well wet good as well Oh yeah. This includes their ultra performance <laughs> body wash, two in one shampoo and body deodorant, and they are the absolute perfect follow up after New Year's like, you know, we all make that. I don't make New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve. New Year's um resolutions. resolutions, but a lot of people join gyms and you can, you know, yeah I'm wash gonna, your body.
2: I'm not gonna do that. I, I still need to shave either
0: way, whether I'm working out or it's
1: not. It's true. <laughs> You don't want a bramble bush. I feel
0: like if you had uh, shaved, that might help your motion down there, whether you're on the elliptical or Get uh, all the stair smooth for me. Yeah. yeah, none of those uh, that Velcro effect that yeah. one of our uh,
2: <laughs> listeners talked about. Yeah. Of course. I, you you're know, always talking about it. I have the product. I really enjoy it. Um, I The it, battery
1: life on it is crazy. I've it charged is. it maybe a couple of times, yeah. and we've had it for like pff, six months maybe.
2: It is a good, durable product.
0: Yeah. Caleb. What kind of new grooming routines do you think you're going to try in 2023? No. <laughs> I'm
2: going to do a landing strip. But it'll be a helicopter one. I'll shave
0: an H in there. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I was going to do the same thing, but just make an arrow Yeah, yeah, pointing yeah. up. Because I don't want you down there. That's MySpace. <laughs> That's
1: right. .com. Yeah, Hi, no, Tom. Come never... <laughs> check us out on MySpace. <laughs> All right. You can get that uh, the lawnmower four point package uh 20% off and free shipping with the code APDC at Manscaped.com. That's once again 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and use our code APDC. Time to feel sexy and free in 2023 with Manscaped. <laughs> bingo, bingo. I really Bongo. enjoyed
2: this episode as a kid and I'll, a lot of it having to do with like it's just it's connection to the movie. Mm-hmm. Like any kind of callback, any kind of callback to the movie. Uh, I always enjoyed on these episodes.
0: Um, do you think when they animated Unicron's head cycling around Cybertron that they knew? that was intentionally set up so hmm. that they could write stories about it later? I don't think so. And did they know those stories well, would be this week? Well,
2: to go, <laughs> to go further back beyond before the intro, when they blew it up, did they at the time of the movie was made, did they think that they would have his head floating in orbit? Uh, well, they did. I mean, actually, that's the last scene. It's his head fucking floating right. around in orbit in the movie. So I wonder if they knew at that point that they were going to incorporate it into the. They should plot have just had him
0: wink at the
1: camera like, you, right before the credits roll. He pretty much does <laughs> in a way. It's like, wink. Well, they were already making season three. That's true. He winks at
2: he. He pretty much winks at the end of this episode. Yeah, I mean, he does. Yeah.
0: yeah. I can't remember if we ever hear from him again after this one. Do you guys? I don't remember either. All right. More to come on that. Back from commercial. Scourge is impressed. You know, he's a bit iffy on hanging around in Unicron's skull because he knows the Autobots are going to come back. But Unicron reminds Scourge that he needs to stay put until the tasks are complete or he's going to revoke the (laughs) gifts that he'd been previously given, which is a nice little movie reference. Mm Mm-hmm. Sky Lynx, well, we've got Autobots floating around in space after being chucked Get out of Unicron. So Sky swoops in to gather the electro-fried Autobots. They're going to need reinforcements to deal with this issue. And then we go to Char. Galvatron is still harassing the code heads and the battle chargers for their failure, popping some shots at them, commanding them to track down the traitors or die. I love the Southern Pride accent of the battle chargers. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but I like it too. Also, Galvatron refers to them as Marconian
1: dogs. I don't know what kind of thing that
0: references, but I kind of like
1: it. Like um, uh, Marconi, the inventor of the radio? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Me too.
0: (laughs) The ground starts shaking. What is happening? Trypticon is transforming without authorization. Starscream is hijunked. The uh, rotund reptile and intends to make off with it. Starts screaming. Galvatron exchange some banter before departing. Galvatron commands his troop uh, go after Unicron or trypticon rather, <clears> one <throat> of them cons. Go get them Yeah, big con thing. He flies away. <laughs> after doing a half ass stomp at Galvatron, we go back to Cybertron. Rodimus is here and assessing the situation. Decepticons are here. I
1: hate like Unicron's gaping mouth breathing face. It's, it's so goofy. It's drawn very poorly. Not as best angle for selfies. <laughs> Can you guys hear the cat taking a pee over there?
0: <laughs> yeah. they The Autobots have sighted Trypticon uh, coming into Unicron or Cybertron. There's too many Kron's and Trons coming into the airspace Starscream delivers Trypticon to Unicron, but the task isn't complete. Mm -hmm. Unicron wants that transformation cog. So yeah, he didn't even tell him that's exactly what he wants until the thing got here.
1: Yeah, and I guess, though, you are right that he uses Trypticon to push him into place. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: You didn't mention that as one of the tasks. The Decepticons show up and attack, which puzzles the Autobots. Decepticons attacking Decepticons. Star Stripticon turns and fires full power on Galvatron and the cronies, forcing a retreat on them, uh, and just demands, "What is that third labor?" Unicron explains, "You got to attach me to Cybertron, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be my new body, and I'll be complete again. I will return to my pre-1986 golden age, and I'm going to eat all the. I'm going to go to all the
1: interplanetary golden corals." So, not for nothing, this episode is not good by any stretch of the imagination. But the lore that's created is interesting. Like having Unicron try to use Cybertron for his own body is pretty interesting. And I just wonder if it has anything to do with the comics, because inside of the in in the comics, Cybertron is Primus, and Unicron is another god. Yeah. Um. I don't know.
0: It's. I guess. Like, if he gets his head hooked up, would he immediately be able to transform into a robot? I think so.
1: I think that's the implication. Yeah. But
0: the planet wasn't built for that. Yeah. It feels like there would be some work.
1: Again, it's not a perfect uh, execution, (laughs) but that'd be funny if they actually
0: accomplished it, got him hooked up, and he's like, oh. And he's just there.
1: It's just his head on a big globe traveling (laughs) through space. he can't really do
0: anything. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're going to put his head on uh, Unicron. Scourge isn't down with this plan, by the way. He takes off, leaving Starscream to complete the final task. Scourge rejoins the Decepticons, and they aren't attacking him because their
1: offenses have been neutralized from the Trypticon battle. Which was not shown yeah, <laughs> on screen, for, yeah. just out like, of nowhere. This huh? is what I'm saying when I uh, say this episode is chaotic. It just yeah. hap- Things just happen. A lot of edits, a lot of cuts. <laughs> and Scourge just flies away.
0: Yeah. Before he flies away, Scourge explains Unicron's plan, and they've got to stop him. Somehow, we don't see this happen off screen or on screen. Scourge is captured by the Autobots. He spills the plan to them. Hey, Unicron wants Cybertron, new body. And that's when the Autobots have the great idea, we can't attack them outside. We have to attack them from within Cybertron when they make the connection. (sighs) This episode is going along almost at the pace I'm reading about it. It's true. Battle Chargers and Coneheads are inside... a lot of
1: fast cuts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Battle Chargers and Coneheads are inside Trypticon. What can they do to help stop Starscream and Unicron? They smash some instruments, I guess, killing Trypticon, rendering him uncontrollable to Starscream, mm-hmm. who can't make the connection now between the head and Cybertron. If Unicron wants that connection made, Starscream needs a new body. Like, now, bro. Unicron grants the wish. Eyeball zap, I live again. Mm-hmm. But, of course... Starscream plans a double cross. When asked to complete the connection, Starscream says, Do it yourself!
2: Smoke you!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Little does either Starscream or Unicron know that Autobots have set some Energon bombs, which go off, launching the head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a rocket. And Starscream
0: <laughs> back into space. Starscream tumbles through space. I don't space. know why
1: Starscream can't fly. Yeah, it seems like he could transform and... Or just fly in robot mode, or anything, yeah, anything, whatever. Yeah, It doesn't matter. I like
2: how it's just one wire. That's all it takes. Yeah,
1: just Boop. connect one tiny wire, and Unicron <laughs> will live again. Ah!
0: <laughs> the Decepticons fire on Starscream mercilessly, but we never see them kill him. Kill him. So when this canon, and as far as I'm concerned, Starscream is still alive. Do we ever see Starscream again? We see him in Beast Wars. No, we never see
2: him like in G one ever think so. again. I don't think so. Wow. So Starscream, I was wondering about that. So he's alive. Mm. Depends on your perspective, I
0: suppose. I mean, my perspective seems like he's still alive. <laughs> well, we don't. He got st- shot I'll, a lot. He did. He got took a couple Galvatron hits, but I don't know, man. Unclear. Rodimus is grateful for the information provided by Scourge and Astro Train. So he's like, off with you. Mm. Magnus and Springer congratulated for their Energon bombs, but... Hey, could you get Metroplex's eyes from Unicron before we celebrate? Just kidding. They're probably damaged. We'll make new ones. So fucking crazy, and then everyone laughs. laughs. I know, it's like, what if he'd asked, Hey, could you go just blow up his fucking head? Yeah. Just kidding. We like it there. Also, Uh, the way he was launched into space, Unicron's head... It should not still be orbiting <laughs> Cybertron, right? Like it should just be going. It's knocked it back into orbit. It's yeah. In yeah. direction not if it made, forever. Yeah, the terminal, terminal velocity, right?
1: Or orbital velocity.
0: That's the episode. Yeah, we're done with that fun. one.
1: Why do the Starscream episodes so like they're just not good? And they should be. They should. You be. want them to be. Yeah. You're you're
0: happy to see an old friend, but then that old friend just uh, takes a dump on your carpet. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, couple notes here, uh, toy collection-related notes. Uh, to this day, the only third-party version of Scourge that exists is made, a masterpiece anyway, is the X-Transbots Andris, and there's a collection of sweeps called the Swarm Figures. And uh, Fans Toys apparently has one in production, but that'll be five years before we see that. But one of the Swarm characters as an accessory comes with, I don't know if that's a Triptychon Eye or or a Metroplex metroplex Eye, eye, but but it comes with it. That's cool. Yeah. TFWiki, I think I brought this up a little earlier, TFWiki notes that... You have three combiner teams represented, but only two members of each. For the Predacons, you had Razor Claw and Headstrong. For the Aerial Bots, you had Skydive and Silverbolt. And Hotspot and Groove for the Protectobots.
1: There was also a, uh, uh, oh, what's the Eagle Predacon? He was in Dive there. Dive Bomb. He was in there. Oh, was he? He was in, at least in the last scene. I missed it. He was also got blew up. By Trypticon, and then he was in the next scene, Fire, like whenever they, were, they saw Starscream.
0: Well, shucks. That throw up everything I just said. <laughs> as far as new characters and voice actors, Unicron's head was voiced very well, in my opinion, by Roger C. Carmel, mm-hmm. who also voiced, um, well, I believe, uh, uh, is it Scourge or Cyclonus? Cyclonus, Cyclonus. yeah. Great job. Hotspot was voiced by Dan Gilvazan, Groove by Frank Welker. So we can go to... In the real world. Yes.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh. In the real world, Ghost in the Machine aired October 21st, 1986, one day before the episode we do next week. <laughs>
0: Next episode Very weird The production and airing time.
1: Yeah In the American Top 40 We've ever already covered The true number one song For this week True Colors By Cyndi Lauper So I chose Tarzan Boy By Italian based act Baltimore okay.
0: <laughs> That carries Burning bright I it blows to the sky I, said, I wonder There's a message get to you
1: You guys know this song? Do not. No, you do.
0: This seems up. Caleb's
1: out. Is it the oh? Yep.
0: Oh, 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 oh. Yep.
1: Okay. Uh, you might know it better as the '90s CGI Listerine commercial debuting yeah. the yeah. new cool mint flavor. Yeah. Yep. Which yep. is interesting because, like, that's what you now think of when you think of Listerine is the green one, but it was yellow up to then. Yeah, the yellow it was one.
0: Gross. It was medicine-y.
2: Yeah, I I I, uh, I still do the yellow one. They also
1: oh, it sold originally sold that
2: as a douche. That same the
1: same same thing. Yeah, that's, that's not, not healthy. Not oh, don't do that. oh 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 oh. oh, oh. <laughs> this song was uh, Baltimore's lead single from the debut album "Living in the Background." Um, it's another song that does strange things to me. Uh, it's impossibly upbeat and electronically poppy, but it makes me emotional for some reason that I can't really articulate. Tarzan Boy was a huge international hit in Italy, Spain, Germany, and the Netherlands, and spent five weeks at the top of the charts in France. It reached number three in the UK and was on the Billboard Hot 100 in the US for six months, peaking at number 13 in 1986. And the song is currently used as the entrance music by Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, a wrestler for the AEW, and the son of Luke Perry. R.I.P. Interesting. Number one in France, huh?
2: It's weird how certain songs will they'll they'll get traction and off they go. Did you that's,
1: know that's
0: what happens when you get taken over by the Nazis? I, <laughs> oh, my God,
1: interesting. Did uh, I sent you guys this guy? This guy uh, Todd in the Shadows on YouTube, who has an awesome series of one hit wonders. We recent West and I recently watched um, Scatman
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. that guy uh really fucking interesting story like i recommend looking at that video but he was a jazz musician and then did that song and uh you know did some other stuff in europe and things but was fucking enormous in japan like he's like the 15th top selling artist in japan oh good for big in japan
0: man big in japan what was his name? Scatman Jack or John or something like that or
1: something like that. Yeah, Scatman John. I think you're right or Scat, Yeah,
0: I almost called him Scatman Carruthers.
1: But... I know that's all you want to say when you. <laughs> uh, spi- speaking of Nazis, as
0: I was, you were, I was <laughs> okay. whenever I was on my Christmas trip, I sent you guys some pictures from a flea market I went to in the small town we were in. Yeah, and they had a Nazi paraphernalia there. just yep. out there for sale, and you could get a Nazi officer's hat for four thousand dollars firm
1: i yeah. i don't know about the people who collect nazi paraphernalia that's yeah. like weird yeah, it's, it's, it's it's my family didn't like that i kept
0: bringing it up <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i just i don't think i've ever seen or been that close to real nazi shit so i was No, just, you've been i mean I if you go just, to the
1: ozlake and uh, fire Fair, you'll probably find some fake nazi shit or at least rebel flags right. um yeah i there are
2: flea markets that'll carry it. It's it's frowned upon. It, it all stems not in mid Arkansas. It stems back from a lot of soldiers bringing that shit home mm-hmm. during World War II. I would have my my grandfather had a samurai sword and traded it for I don't know something arbitrary on his way back to the states. But right. could have ended up with a samurai sword. So which I don't know how to feel about that. But yeah, it, when, yeah, it's. Yeah, anyway, but that just that's just what happened. Neither right. here nor there. That's
0: conquerors always take shit from the people they've conquered like every piece of art in the British Art Museum and mm-hmm. probably ours too. But at the same like so I guess I get if your grandpa's grandpa that's been handed down through the family cuz they like, sure got it from world but to buy it and having, having never had it in a thrift market that yeah. Starts to feel people, yeah no you're like, right people then that you're collect... like I think maybe you just kind of like not right <laughs> yeah no, no, no.
2: yeah no, no, no it's true people that collect, collect that stuff I mean it's it's fascinating but it's like I'm I'm not gonna like have a cabinet of Nazi shit mm-hmm. for no. sure because that's yeah you you need to ask yourself that question why am I collecting and, uh, all right
0: well that was our Nazi tangent. memorabilia tangent anyway, brought so to you s- by Aaron <laughs> yeah okay well sorry you, about so, that so so. Did you buy anything? Oh yeah, I totally got a
1: pin and a hat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ready for Halloween. Okay, <laughs> next oh. year. He's yeah. dressing like a prime minister. <laughs> uh, number one of the box office, <laughs> Crocodile uh, Dundee is at the top of the charts. So, oh, is it? Let's, yeah, let's. What a surprise! Let's cover an interesting film uh, that was number one for two weeks in May and June of 1986. Sylvester Stallone's vehicle Cobra.
0: Oh yeah. You guys seen this movie? Never
1: seen. Um, it. I have.
0: I'm familiar with it because he had uh, the. I love the car. The cover of it. Yeah, he's like shirtless and has like a a little oozy. It almost looks too small for him. Tell, tell us more, Ryan. Tell us please. <laughs> uh,
1: the tagline of this film is "Crime is a disease. Meet the cure." And uh, man, uh. Stallone fucking crushed the '80s. Like he's one. He really is a truly self-made Hollywood story. Uh, Cobra was written by and stars Stallone as Lieutenant Marion Cobra Cobretti. Mm -hmm. And it was directed by George P. Cosmatos in name, though the cinematographer did confirm that Stallone was basically the shadow director on set and Cosmatos basically produced. The script was a rewrite of a rewrite Stallone did when he was attached to Beverly Hills Cop because the studio hated it. Uh, Stallone was removed, removed like all the comedic beats from Beverly Hills Cop when he was cast for it. And for all his positives, he has a very unhinged ego because um, the novel Fair Game by Paula Gosling was cited as source material for Cobra. And when Cobra was released, Stallone wanted the novel reissued with himself credited as (laughs) co-author. Yeah, that's crazy. Gosling declined. Hmm. Uh, I haven't really described the plot of the film, and it barely matters because it's a tough-on-crime street cop who must protect the only surviving witness to a strange, murderous cult with far-reaching plans. Co-starring Rennie Santoni, a character actor you may know as Poppy on Seinfeld, uh, Bridget Nielsen and Andrew Robinson. I think Stallone and Nielsen were still married at the time of this movie. Um, The film was considered a disappointment at the time but, it but crushed compared to Rocky 4 and Rambo basically is what it, Rambo uh <laughs> first blood part two which is silly because this because Cobra earned 160 million that's, on a 25 million dollar budget so much money
2: especially back I mean yeah. even back I'd like to hear that compare
1: that to today's inflate that to today's monies that's insane my guess would be in Marvel movie level yeah probably um here's some trivia Cobra kills 41 people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, as we know, uh, Stan Bush's The Touch was originally wrote, written for Cobra, but it was tra- changed to Transformers the Movie. Huh.
0: Nice connection.
1: Another another Stallone connection to, to Transformers the Movie.
0: A strange murderous cult with far-reaching goals. Uh, sounds like Cobra from G.I. Joe. I think it's more satanic. I bet if we were to dig into G.I. Joe's and Cobra Law's rituals, we'd find some... Devil shit in there.
1: I mean, it was during the Satanic Panic. I don't know who mm. who can say. Wouldn't we all know now that Satan is just wants us to be happy?
0: Yeah, join your local Satan club at school, kids. It's just a fun way of saying that you're mm. an atheist. Just uh, you know, just really get under the skin of those uh, evangelicals.
1: <laughs> <at> their, <laughs> don't do that their, though at their
0: little club. I've, That's uh, the real world. Here
2: comes the one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then let's talk about...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the titular phrase, Ghost in the Machine, from this episode, is a reference to the mid-20th century philosophical critique of the notion that the body and the mind are two separate entities in humans, which was originated by British philosopher Gilbert Ryle denouncing Rene Descartes' mind-body dualism saying that the mind and the body were separate. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find an original script for this one. Um, It was written by Joey Kurihara Piedra and Michael Charles Hill, who also both wrote The Killing Jar, which is an episode I did enjoy. Um, Again, my critiques of this episode pretty much come down to execution, not really the writing, and these are the only writing credits I could find for Joe Piedra. So... Michael Hill wrote several other Transformers episodes, The Gambler, Starscream's Brigade, and two we have yet to cover, The Burden Hardest to Bear, and Return of Optimus Prime Part 2. Generally good episodes. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, uh, I like. So I don't think the writing is the problem. I think it's the ACOM the editing de- decisions. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also wrote for G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, Jim, uh, Garbage Pail Kids, Cops, and Robocop. Uh, usual suspects. I looked him up on LinkedIn and he is the owner operator of Factory Point Entertainment, developing animation projects for television and film since 2008. And that was uh, Michael Hill. Still kicking about. it. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: We don't know shit about Joey Piedra.
1: Nope. That's script deviation.
0: Well, how'd you all feel about the scheme? I like it. Yeah, it's great. A lot.
2: Um,. It's compelling. It's uh, very
1: ambitious. Yeah, for both Starscream and Unicron. I mean,
2: that head—like we keep saying—that head's floating around out there. Do something with it, and uh, I think this was a good. It ap- belongs in a museum. <laughs> I think this was a good approach uh, to try to—he try to get himself connected back to connected to something, and Cybertron would be the thing that you would want to get it connected to. I think.
0: It's notable that when Starscream possesses you, he seems to have the ability to lower or heighten his power over you. Yeah. most of the time you lose control of your total body and memory.
1: Well, when he was in Cyclonus, Cyclonus didn't have any agency at all. Right. Or, right. And same with Runamuck
0: and Runabout, it seemed, uh, and Astro Train. But with Scourge, he would let him talk
1: yeah. at least. Yeah. Maybe it was because it's Thundercracker.
0: Oh, oh, oh shit. Boom.
2: <laughs>
0: Damn! Uh, Starscream, I mean, he got his body back, so it was good for him. I just, I, yeah, I guess. I think <laughs> for two seconds, I think he's
2: still alive out there, floating in space. I like to think about that as being true. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm with
0: you. Tim. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like the Autobots plan is bad because they're just <laughs> going to continue to let Unicron's head float yeah. out there.
1: Seems fine. <laughs> Waiting for the next Make... fucking
0: dildo to show up and bring him back yeah. to life.
2: Making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Autobots. Th-
0: and why wouldn't they go get the eyes if they could? They should go get those eyes back. Yeah. I'll just build new Let's ones. Just build new ones. <laughs> morons this
1: is why they exceed
0: their operation
1: there's no evidence <laughs> also like they didn't even go check out to see if he is still awake yeah. he yeah. just flew off the planet who knows oh I got this from
0: TF wiki they said uh, why doesn't Rodimus just jump inside Unicron's head and open up the matrix
1: I saw that but like then it, it as well I mean we won't see that until later with the rage virus but you can only it's not an infinite amount of power sure you could argue it's still recharging
0: from mm-hmm. being used previously
1: so, okay, we, get
0: we
2: can. I'm the ghost of the iconic moment.
1: <laughs> you know. Well, the obvious one is just that Starscream's ghost is around. Yeah. Um, I think Unicron speaking. Again. I think the reanimation of Unicron is what obviously yeah. go to. But... I
2: think my iconic moment is Fortress Maximus in agony,
1: Metroplex.
0: S- Close
2: enough. Sorry.
0: Hey, give him some credit. Fortress Maximus does turn into a city. It's yeah. true.
2: Metroplex in agony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
1: was uh, horrible. Next time on the Autopod We debate the benefits of
0: different mental therapy treatments and practices. It's going to be a real self-love type of episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, if you'd like to help us to support the show, we invite you to check out our Patreon page with several levels of support for... You know, any need or or, or, or
1: want, Financial or... Uh, commitment uh, that you might be. You don't need to. your money. Give us your money. Yeah. Give plenty of money. Give, my fellow Decepticons! Give till it hurts!
0: <laughs> or you can check out the wares at our APDC store, see if there's anything you like out there, autopoddecepticast.com slash store. Finally, buy us a drink for $5 mm-hmm. at
1: Patreon APDC. No, at, on PayPal. PayPal. <laughs> at APODDCast. Give us $5, tell me what you want me to drink, and I will make that drink for us <laughs> And on I'll drink it. And Caleb will consume it and put it in his fucking bladder and pee it out his dick hole.
0: Yes.
2: And then drink <laughs> it again. <Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> like that chimp peeing into his own mouth video it's <laughs> just human distillation.
2: I was at the zoo once where i uh, we me and the kids were watching these chimp uh, chimpanzees hanging out, and uh, there was one that just got right in front of the you know the viewing window. Mm-hmm hanging from a, uh, a vine and was peeing and another one just came up right underneath it and just started drinking, guzzling <laughs> it down.
1: <laughs> oh, they're so human.
0: Yes. So, so like us. Just I think I brought this up before. Drinking that piss. Uh, the infamous Pitchfork review of the, the Australian band Jets' second album, Normally they write these very wordy, verbose uh, reviews for records. Even if they're like really bad, they will go into excruciating detail on how bad it is and why. Uh, But all they did was post a YouTube video of uh, a chimpanzee drinking its own piss, urinating into its own mouth. (laughs) I love that video. Additionally, you can support us by giving us a review and some stars on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, whatever your uh, platform of choice. As far as keeping in touch, you can check us out on the social medias of Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at Decast. Patrons get to really get some sweet one-on-one time through our new Discord. Uh, Join our Patreon, and you will get access to said platform. Lots of fun on
1: there.
2: Yeah, and you get access. I mean, the other... It's, uh, I'm really pleased with uh, the activity on there. The, our patrons are great on there. No they, jerks. No jerks. They talk about cool stuff. You can interact with them. Good times.
0: Again, you can uh, find show notes and other fancy follow-up materials at our website, autopoddecepticast.com. Was this a good episode? Uh...
2: This was, yes. I would give what it a we did? two out of
0: five. For us? Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll yes. change everything.
2: Yeah. Love the episode. Pedantic. Some, someone's become pedantic.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Cells is the sponsor of Autopod Decepticast. Yes, 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 yes.